on today's show, why does your music perform so badly on social media? We're going to find out. This is 30 Minute Music Marketing. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, thank you very much for streaming, watching, whatever you're doing, however you're consuming this content. Uh, we thank you for doing so, and we hope that we'll be able to provide you with a, um, a good burst of information which will improve your performance on social media with this week's episode. And it was indeed prompted by a video that I saw on social media. In fact, Greg, you'll probably insert that video here. Okay, why is it that when I start promoting the music I've been working on for months and months and months, no one really cares. But people care when I show how I make the music. But then when I put it out, everyone's like, eh. It is, uh, and to, you know, you shared that video with me and-, and I did, and you know, it, and here's the quandary. As a musician, it's all about you creating and promoting your music and you're supposed to use social media platforms in order to do that. However, out of all the types of content that you put on social media, the whole point of you being on there, showing people your music and trying to get people to engage with and listening to it, that's the worst performing type of content. Why is that, Greg? Is there any way that we can improve the stats? Is there any way that we, we can get people to see it and engage with it more? That's what this episode is all about. So if you find yourself in that particular position, then this episode is going to be for you. And does Gino has her own Instagram account. I can, I can hear her yeah, agreeing. I'm like, right. will you shush? Stop it. Uh, and, and yeah, what you basically, it's, it's true. You know, it does get a little bit like disheartening. Because, you know, more people are interested in a rhinoceros farting than they are in something you've slaved away for hours and hours. Or if you fall on your face, that will probably get more views than something that you spent hours on. And you yourself, you've kind of found this out when I suppose it was not quite, um, it was the song that you spent hours on didn't get anywhere near as much attention as one that was more a throwaway thing that you didn't really think about. It's always the way, but it, but it is a common problem. I'm currently mentoring a singer at the moment. Hello, Amy. I'm hopefully hopefully she's watching, and she basically said, "Yeah, that I have exactly the same sort of problem myself." So hopefully this will be of a benefit to quite a few people. So I've I've got a few points that I've I've written down, and point number one is for me a lot of this content that we're also creating in addition to our music is the behind the scenes sort of thing. You know, your life as a, an independent musician, um, writing, recording, performing your music out and about. And that is basically storytelling. And as we've discussed on this particular podcast before, episode four, if people want to scroll back, it, you know, storytelling and it is what people engage with. Stories are how we communicate with each other as humans. Humans. I'll be going to the pub on Thursday night, and when I meet up with my friends, I will be regaling them with the stories that have happened to me since we were last together, and they'll do so the, the, the same. So, so you know, 
all the forms of entertainment that, that we generally have are stories, your films and TV shows, your stories. News is presented to us in, in the form of, of news stories. So you putting the story of yourself as an independent musician, that is going to be naturally engaging to people. People are going to be engaging with that more than perhaps other types of content. So people, you know, recognise your struggles, your endeavours. I don't know whether I mentioned uh, to this to you before, Greg, but, uh, you know, I do a bit of running and me posting my runs on social media generally tends to get more uh, more engagement and more replies from people than any other type of post. I've, I've been off with an injury, uh, or I have been, um, for a couple of months earlier this year and I did uh, the longest run that I've done this year and the response that I've got from people it, you know w- was absolutely fantastic and it's just me going for a for a jog of a I morning. guess it's like people putting a picture of their dinner uh, well, yeah, if, if it's, you know, if, if food is, uh, is generally something uh, well, it tends to be something we generally require to yes. live Yeah, but I don't uh, feel the need to blimmin' take a picture of it and share it well, I've never understood I know. It's a strange world out there. Do you know what my best performing video on Facebook has been this year? Hang on. When you say you, are we talking you or the are band? We're talking about, yeah, we're to- I'm talking about band. My band's best performing video on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, go on. It's when we had a chocolate bar stuck in a vending machine <laughs> and we, uh, we put another pound in to see whether we could get the same chocolate bar to force it out of the vending machine. And we were saying to people, vote now, vote now. And th- even though that video was only like 30 or 40 seconds long, it gripped the the the, the nation. It, it had about 80,000 views. So it went oh. over and above um, our actual fan base on uh, on that particular platform. So it, it is strange how, you know, anytime we tell sort of stories that people can connect with or anytime there's jeopardy within a, anything that we post, that, that uh, is a, you know, it will perform naturally well and, you know, people will find that sort of relatable. To be fair, though, um, a guilty pleasure of mine at the moment is uh, on YouTube watching people drive through Fords in their cars. and well, it, Fjords, and, you mean? No, Fords, as in, you right. know, a water where there's where water goes over a road and oh, it's right. people think they can drive through three foot of water in a golf and then get stuck no. and then just float away and it, and it is just like are they going to kill the car are they not i have no idea why i watch them but i've become so, addicted so stories are generally sort of universal as it were you can say perhaps music is, is quite even subjective. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you, you you'll follow your favourite artists on social media, and every now and again they'll post a piece of music that you know it's it's all right, but it wouldn't necessarily uh, it's not going to set the, sort of the world on fire. So I would probably say that your behind the scenes stuff will probably naturally get more engagement than perhaps than your music. And in that particular case, don't don't worry about it. You know, don't sweat it. It's just one of those things yeah. that will happen because of uh, human nature, as it were. I guess it's people's curiosity. I mean, look at the Get Back uh, documentary. Uh, I mean, that came out twice, I guess, over the time, over 50 years. And people are just curious to see how people behave. I guess that's more relatable than than a piece of music, which, whilst can be enjoyable, it might not be as relatable. 
people, especially fans, are very intrigued by the process. This we know. Our friend, our friend Anthony, was beside himself with the uh, the Beatles documentary. As in a good um, way I'm, or a bad way? A very good way. And lot, you know, lots of Beatles fans find found it, you know, an almost orgasmic experience. I watched so. the trailer. The trailer looked really good, and I haven't got past the first episode because it's like watching a rehearsal session here. I sw- I switched it off after about ninety minutes. I was very bored. <laughs> but apologies, you know, if you're if you're a Beatles fan and you like it, that's fine. <clears throat> so right, let's let's look at this, this other point that I. Okay, so Colin, what 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 is are, you, are we going two. on to point number two? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I, I found, I've got a strategy, Sheldon. Give me a strategy. Right. I found that a strategy that lots of musicians use to increase their follower numbers on social media platforms, primarily sort of TikTok, is following each other back. There's when pretty much every TikTok session that I go on, there'll be there'll be a video which I'm sure you'll you'll paste in here because I'll send it to you, which basically says, "Hey, if you're an independent musician on TikTok and you and you uh, you hear this sound, then you follow me and and I'll follow you, and together we'll grow as independent musicians." And you know that's fine. That is a strategy. But what you'll generally tend to find is that all your all the people who follow you, or a good percentage of people who follow you, will just be independent musicians. And <laughs> are they really following you? Are they really going to you know consume your music? No. I don't. I don't necessarily know. Again, they're probably the sort of people who will appreciate that struggle. And uh, there was a video of a um, of a band that, that, that videos of bands that keep cropping up on, on TikTok, and they were on tour and they were posting like a day, daily diary, and they were performing at the Deaf Institute in Manchester, and it had about thirty one stairs, and they, <laughs> they were filming themselves dragging <laughs> that drum kit <laughs> in, through the loading. Well, up those well that's going to be relatable. And it was very relatable to me. I've done I've done those sorts of uh, loadings before, and probably will do again. So again, you know, if a good proportion of the people that follow you are musicians, yes, they will enjoy that sort of behind the scenes sort of content. They probably won't even listen to your music. So be wary of that type of growth strategy because you're not potentially getting the right sort of followers it's not going to be real fans it's just people following you for the sake of following you and ultimately you know you could have big numbers but not necessarily the sort of people you should be concentrating on so if that doesn't work have you got a strategy that does work well you know let's come on to the strategies Uh, a little later um maybe the next point is if your music on social media isn't performing as well. Should we treat that as a point of reflection and actually sort of say to ourselves, well, in the commercial music space, is it as good as it potentially needs to be? There's one particular person that I follow who's like a music marketer on uh, on social media. And he made a reasonably good point is that your music needs to be about eight, you know, the equivalent of about 80% of what is in terms of your particular genre performing well commercially out there. So it doesn't need to be as good as, you know, what is in the charts or what is the top of your particular genre, but it needs to be close enough to be, to be getting there. You can work yeah. on the basis that, that as a, as a small independent artist, your music is artisanal. That's what I like to, uh, that's what I Sorry. like to say. So the what artisanal, you that's know, when you go to these word. Uh, it's not these artisanal you've heard of you know artisanal breads you know and, and it's small batch yeah. and it's handmade and it's rustic so and you bespoke. can meet, 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's, it, you know, it's, it's produced small, you know, in, in small batches. It's produced independently and it's not mash, uh, mass commercially produced. So, it, you know, it, it, it's maybe a potentially you know, not necessarily a little rough around the edges, but it's, you know, you can almost relate to and communicate with the people that actually sort of make it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's maybe not reaching and, and not as accomplished as the the, the the top of its genre. But it sort of, you know, it does need to be aspiring to, and let's just use that term of it needs to be about as 80% as good. So it may well be that if when you, you say, examine... Sorry, when you say as good, are we talking in a presentation perspective or are we talking in a songwriting and arrangement perspective? Songwriting, arrangement production I, I think all of those are are sort of quite uh, crucial so you know that that just might be the, the first okay. point to consider and you know it may well be that right well do I do I need to find someone to work with to improve the arrangements do I actually need to graduate from my home bedroom studio and or you know <laughs> maybe do I need, I need to pay somebody on Fiverr to actually mix um, this particular track, if I, if it, if I don't think that the uh, the quality of the mix is good enough, things to consider. Um, you can say, does the music in the way that it's being uh, presented on social media, does it need to be presented in a in a slightly different way? Um, does it need to be performed live, and you're actually using um, just the, you know the audio from the original studio recording, or if you're doing it live, does it need to be the the other way around? What well, it might necessarily need to be a case of, well, I'll perform some music live, you know, capture with your phone, or maybe I'll, I'll lip sync live to the the original studio recording. Maybe see which one performs better and and engages with your audience. The most, you know, use use that as a almost like a, a data point. See which people prefer. Give them more of that. I mean, um, out of curiosity, yeah, is your with the, vi- the videos you've obviously done music videos, you've done narrative yep. videos, yeah, you've done kind of funny videos, uh, yeah, and then you've also done a lot of uh, live performance videos and live lounge. Would you say any performs better than others? Uh. Let's see. It's probably been a while since I sat down and looked through uh, my stats. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the stuff that my band does is is very song dependent, mm-hmm. and the the quality of the song, whether it's a music video or whether it's uh, something that's been captured live, and I, I think the quality of the song is is quite sort of dependent. So I, I'd, I'd say for me, the, the format doesn't necessarily matter as much as the, um, um, as the you know, the... The presentation. The, for, the presentation, the format, whether it's yeah. live or whether it's studio. I mean, will you continue to do a big, wide range of video presentations? Very much so. A, because, you know, I like sort of stretching my uh, artist muscle that particular way. Plus, you know, I do think that um, because, especially because we're um, a band that people pay a reasonable amount of money mm. to see, I think it's good to see for, for people to see that presented in a professional context. Uh, but also as well, if, if we can capture footage of ourselves, even <coughs> at a phone in a live 
capacity, then people are also seeing what they ultimately will be paying for. Yeah. So, so you know, it's it, for me. I think it's a case of um, for my particular band, good quality, professionally produced music videos to get people to shows, and then also um, footage of live performance potentially at shows, so people can see the end result as mm-hmm. well. So you come down to here, another point is, and it's obviously always a big point, is engagement or engaging yes, and being um, more better at it. Better at it. I, I love your uh, your grammar there. But whatever platform that Southwest you're way. on, um, <laughs> the algorithm tends to increase distribution of your content, you know, depending on factors such as not only watch time, but mm. likes, comments, and shares and generally music and listening to music is quite a passive experience and and this is one of those things you know there will be maybe a performance of you with an acoustic guitar and a um you know a a microphone and you perform in a clip of a song and it's like well that's nice and i might watch it but there isn't really anything for me to engage with in terms of maybe commenting uh, uh, about it and it it is sort of very passive and people um these platforms potentially want to see some response from the audience so it's a potentially case of is there any way that you can try and bake in and maybe in a clickbaity sort of fashion try and get that engagement from the audience you know <clears throat> could it be sort of like oh you know the, the strategies that we've used in the past is you know oh tag a friend who might associate with the topic of this particular track yeah. or it could well be that you know if you're uh, if you, your track's dealing with a particular type of relationship <clears throat> it could well be that you know the caption is is what i'm talking about within the context of this song has that happened to you or does this relate to you in in any sort of way can you put in any sort of question you know, as a, as a caption that re, re, again relates to the topic of the song. So sometimes you be you, you can be a, a little bit sneaky, a little bit sort of clickbaity, but it, it, but trying to get maybe some sort of written response from your audience, you know, might be a good way to get that engagement and increase that algorithmic distribution. How do you feel about tagging companies of equipment you've used in the video? Um, I think on on things like YouTube, I I, I think that's that's certainly a good thing because people will be potentially searching for uh, examples of content created with those sorts of microphones, you know, you, you show SM7s or particular sort of cameras. So I, th- I think that's a that's a particularly um, good thing. Okay, so finally, what's what's your uh, final point? What what should I, people well, take away from this? deep dive today oh okay take away from the deep dive a i think uh you have to remember that different types of content will have different levels of performance but i think the one thing that i would you um well let's put it this way your music is designed to make you money so ultimately you need to have a marketing budget in order for people to get to see that, whether that's ultimately the people who are your fans or the people who are your non-fans. So I I think you've always got to remember that if you want your music to reach an audience, which is your audience and people who aren't yet your audience, just work on the basis that you need an allocation of money for that 
to happen and for to be guaranteed to happen. You might be lucky enough, as I found in, in, in my particular case, with a couple of high-performing songs on TikTok, which have performed very, very well. But what I also need to do is now I need, you know, I'm still investing a little bit of money in terms of the promotion of that song or of these songs on those platforms in order for it to reach even more people. So, you know, you, you have to you have to invest in the uh, you know in the short term and indeed to the medium term to get yeah. to get long term results. So you know if so just work on the basis that the the behind the scenes stuff is the stuff that will get potentially the most views. Don't worry about it. Again, that can be a way of, of potentially engaging with your existing audience. But in order for for your for your existing and indeed your new audience to hear that music, the one that you've made and that you've spent so much time and energy creating put some money behind it ring fence a budget for each and yeah. every release so that people do get to hear it and it's not actually uh, restricted with the algorithm so there you go that is today's deep dive quite informative. so you know it's yes um and, and if, if people are uh, have encountered ways of um making their music perform well on social media platforms, if there's any particular trick, uh, any particular secret sauce that people bake into their music content videos that has proved to be a success on social media, then by all means, let us know in, in the comments, message us um, wherever you've found this particular podcast slash yep. video blog uh, and let us know and we can maybe feed that back to the, um, the wider 30-minute music marketing audience. Yes, and apologies if people can hear Juno moaning in the background. Uh, does, she, does she need to be let out at all? I don't know. She's got a mind of her own. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, well, there you go. Thanks for watching and listening, and we will see you on the next one. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next time. Take Bye.